0: hello everybody and welcome back to outwit travel safe final rose it's kaylee and oh my god australian survivor is here now yesterday we all got the terrible news from sandra's tweet that paramount plus is no longer going to be putting australian survivor season seven on their platform i was at work when i found out about this and i was so upset I was so glad that I was basically leaving at that time because I was just so disappointed. I was so ready to watch this season of Survivor Australia. I've never seen a season of Survivor Australia. So I was gutted. Until this morning when the Speaking Llama podcast told me how to watch this season. So shout out to Speaking Llama. You guys are amazing. And now I'm able to watch it. I'm so pumped. This episode was so good. So highly recommend going to see Speaking Llama as well. So, my background with Survivor, for those who don't know, it is my favorite show of all time. I have watched this show since I can understand television. I have watched this show since season 15, uh, Survivor China. It's the first season that I remember watching, and I fell in love with this show immediately once I saw that season, and I've seen every season since and watched the previous ones of American Survivor. I've never watched Australian Survivor given that it's not really shown that much in the US, but they do have all the seasons now on Paramount Plus, so I will be needing to do a little marathon of that probably this summer. So I looked into the backgrounds of all the Survivor cast this season. I got all this information from insidesurvivor.com. So all this is open for anybody to look at. I really wish they would have done bios on the Instagram page for Australian Survivor, but unfortunately they did not do that like the u.s survivor instagram this season so we're going off of this website so first we have alex and Jay. they are in-laws in-laws are a very common theme in this season it seems i wouldn't necessarily want to go on survivor with in-laws really i don't know it depends on how good of friends you are with your in-laws i guess But so Alex is a super fan. He is hoping to play an under the radar game, whereas Jay is a bit more relaxed. He describes himself as competitive. He doesn't want to blend in, but he wants to go with the flow for the most part, which I think is a pretty smart strategy right out of the gate. And then we have amy and khan which are siblings amy is hoping to make a name for herself and play her own game because she is the younger sibling she is tired of living under khan's shadow whereas khan is wanting to win he's willing to lie cheat and steal and i can see this family being one to blindside each other later on this season then we have andy and kate which are siblings Andy is wanting redemption. He was on a previous season of Australian Survivor, apparently did not leave on the best note. I have not seen his previous season, but from the clips they showed, he is a poker player and is planning on being honest and good-natured. Kate is wanting to make her own mark and wants to do something for herself. I am excited to see her gameplay. And then we have Ben and Shay. Ben is... their partners. Uh, Ben is... Tall. He's hoping that his height is going to help him. He has a drive to win, and he wants to be a challenge beast that is trusted. So he wants to be kind of like a Malcolm Joe Aussie, it seems, but he's wanting to not appear like too much of a threat. Whereas Shay describes herself as emotional. Uh they didn't really say much about her in this intro. She it really seemed like she was there for Ben and Ben alone. And then we have Chrissy and Croc, who are in-laws. Chrissy is not a Survivor fan. She is competitive, though, and wants to inspire her kids. Croc seems to be a fan. Uh, He's very observational he is strong he wants to develop genuine relationships and make big moves david and brianna are father daughter brianna is somebody who likes to entertain she's a social butterfly and a huge survivor fan david describes himself as a skull crusher very strategic he's wanting his daughter to get on the show so it seems like he's mainly on here so that brianna could have an opportunity this season Jesse and Jordy are siblings. They seem like they're going to be a great time. Uh, Jordy's a working man. He's a landscaper. Hopefully, we'll be good at building a shelter, and he wants to understand people at that deeper level that we have been missing in a lot of these later Survivor seasons. Josh is the armchair expert of Survivor, like myself. <laughs> he wants to prove himself that he can compete physically, strategically in the actual game of Survivor itself. KJ and Sophia are siblings. KJ is a super fan and wants to use Sophie's traits to help her. Sophie is a driven businesswoman, has her own multi-million dollar company, and she doesn't like the word no. Hopefully she hides that from people because... We all know a lot of people don't like hearing when other contestants have money. Then we have Mark and Sam, who are husband and wife. They were both previous players on the second season of Survivor Australia and have kind of a Robin Amber story, except without the winning. They met on Survivor and they became a power couple. And the couple is now married and have a kid in real life. So good for them. Mark is wanting to improve his social game. He didn't think he did very well with that last time. And Sam is hoping to play a slow and smart game and is hoping to come across as very adaptable. And we have Mel and Michelle, who are twins, very hard to tell apart already. Mel is a super fan. She is a strategist and a social butterfly, and she's hoping to have a very alliance-heavy strategy going forward. And then we have Michelle, who is great at catching a lie. She is a speech pathologist, so she's good at understanding human behavior. And then, the main reason why I am so excited to watch this season, we have Sandra and Nina. Sandra, for those who don't know, the two-time winning queen of Survivor, has been on American Survivor five times, four as a player, one as a mentor. She is awesome she is sassy and outspoken and she plays with the as long as it's not me strategy which has helped her win twice i was hoping that they would kind of keep it under the radar because this is australian survivor not a lot of people necessarily know about her but We'll get into that in a minute. And then we have her daughter Nina, who is, it's her first time playing, and she's hoping to kind of play like her mom, but not as aggressive and outspoken as her mom can be. She's trying to play a heads down, ears open type of game. Okay, so now getting into the episode itself, we're for Australian Survivor. Unfortunately, we cannot have Jeff Probst. So we have Jonathan LaPaglia. He seems pretty okay. I still prefer my man, Jeff, except for the last season when he was weird. But location, we are 1,000 miles away from civilization with dangerous wildlife, unpredictable weather in the middle of Australia, which is pretty cool, not going to lie. And the intro itself I thought was very well shot. It was a really cool blood versus water intro. It is 47 days, 24 people, and one survivor, so longer than the American seasons and more people starting out with which could be very interesting. So the first people we get a little bio from when the episode actually starts is Jordy and Jesse, where they describe that they have a competitive dynamic, but they're trying to remain friendly. Jesse is the one who would lead somebody into battle, whereas Jordy is the one who would lead you into a pub. KJ and Sophie talk about how they are competitive with each other in a very sisterly kind of way. And again, like I said before, we have a lot of in-law blood versus water teams this season. Uh, like Croc and Chrissy, Croc is very athletic and aggressive. They seem like they're going to make pretty fun television. At least that's what I wrote down before actually watching the episode. And then we have Khan and Amy, and I can really see Amy backstabbing Khan, who was on MasterChef, which is very fun. They give me a very Aris and Vetus type of relationship in the American season of Blood versus Water I think they're going to be amazing. And then we have Andy and Kate, who get a very awesome intro because it is one of the previous uh, players. It seems like in his original season that he got blindsided and he didn't leave on a good note. He revealed somebody had an idol. I don't know how that all worked out for him in the end. And he is there with his sister to kind of be a social buffer. And then we have Mark and Sam, who, like I said before, met on season two, got voted off quickly, and they really want redemption. And then... (laughs) Sandra and Nina's intro was beautiful. Just the stamping of the passports, them walking off to the helicopter. Nothing else needs to be said. So the thing is, I thought that they were going to be under the radar, possibly, about Sandra being a two-time winner, at least to the cast. Like Everybody at home knows who Sandra is, I'm guessing. But they flat out just come out with the fact that she is somebody important she is somebody to watch out for while everybody's on the mat and they're getting to describe what the season is the helicopter comes in and sandra and nina just walk off the helicopter somebody thought it was oprah at first which was an interesting take why would oprah be on survivor but no It is not Oprah. It is the queen, first two-time winner. She is the chaos queen. She is even ready, she said, to beat her daughter in the game for the queen to stay queen. And the host outs her if the helicopter didn't already as somebody who has won the game twice, which I just, I don't understand why. I get why. So I get kind of both sides of it because either what I would have preferred is them not to say anything. And for either her to get outed later by somebody who actually watches American Survivor, because from what it seems like, a lot of the cast isn't necessarily people who watch the American Survivor very often, whereas some people, it seems like, are super fans. So it would have been... She probably wouldn't have been able to hide under the radar for very long, but if she happened to have things put in her favor... Maybe she could have been able to go under the radar for a little bit, but they just completely ruined all chances of that, which is understandable, I guess, because they want to be able to keep referencing to the fact that she is the queen of Survivor for the people at home who are watching this season because she is on it, like me, for instance. So others talk about how they are a little bit intimidated to play with Sandra, which I mean... I would be too. And so they split the loved ones into the two teams in typical blood versus water fashion, which apparently a lot of people have not seen how blood versus water works. Cause that is just always how the teams are split up in blood versus water. A lot of them just didn't seem to know. Like they were hoping that their buffer would be there with them and everything. Like Sandra and Nina seem to be the only ones who like understand that yes, this is what happens here, everybody. Like this is what it's going to be so the teams are split up pretty arbitrary arbitrarily how do you say that word so it's anybody who was like on the left of their pair is on one team and anybody who is standing on the right of their respective pair is on the other these teams unfortunately do not get fun names like they do on american survivor they are team water which is the blue team and they are team blood which is the red team so on Team Water, we have Chrissy, Nina, Khan, Brianna, Jordy, Andy, Mark, Che, Alex, Josh, KJ, and Mel. And on Team Blood, we have Jesse, Sandra, Croc, Amy, Sam, Sophie, Ben, Jordan, Jay, Kate, Michelle, and David. And we instantly go into a reward challenge after everybody split. It is a head-to-head race with their one loved one to slide down this basically humongous water slide and grab a ring at the end of water and then drag their loved one across the water to touch the ring and their pole. And the winning tribe not only gets flint like a typical first challenge, an American survivor. No, 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 no. They get a fire pit, like full-on fire pit set up for them with. Seating and flint and a large chunk of firewood all ready for them to go, which is an insane advantage to begin with, let me just say. So the first duo up is Jesse and Geordie, which I think is a pretty fair comparison. Blue wins, meaning Geordie, and during the time of their battle, uh Jordy breaks his jeans. And then we have Sophie and KJ, the sisters. Sophie on the red team ends up winning, so neck and neck. Then we have Kate versus Andy, which obviously Andy wins. Kate had no chance there. And then we have Croc versus Chrissy, who Croc is on the red team. Chrissy's on blue. And Kroc was saying in the beginning how he has a mental thing about winning over family, but... I think that might have been just for show because he was like letting her win a little bit. But then at the end, just like started pulling her across, which I was like, if Chrissy can actually pull this gigantic man over to her pole, then good for her. But I knew he was just toying with her. And then last but not least, the teams are tied two and two. We need three to win. Got Sandra versus Nina. Sandra is participating in a challenge i know it's insane nina won they were both kind of neck and neck for a bit and sandra lost her grip on the ring so nina was able to just run off with it pretty much so good for her she beat her mom in the first challenge jonathan calls out sandra as the queen and nina as the princess which again is not good for her and she also got called out for not liking challenges which is true because for those who don't know Sandra has the most sit outs out of everybody in Survivor history across all the seasons that she has played. She has I believe like 13 sit outs which is very close to Courtney's number of sit outs with 12. But we'll see if she gets more in this season of Survivor to extend her lead. So, after the blue team wins reward, we go back to camp life and we first go to the water tribe to see how everything's laid out, everything like that. So, Chrissy is the one to get the first confessional. She's saying how she's underprepared, how she doesn't really know the show at all. She hates sand, she hates dirt, she hates water. Already seems like she was about to cry. She calls herself a hot mess. I honestly, at this point, could see her quitting because she's already complaining way too much. But I mean, good for her for getting the first confessional. She got the most confessionals out of everybody in this episode, but I'll get into that as we go along. So the entire tribe decides that they're going to do a share circle, get to know each other, get to know everybody's names, what they do for a living, that type of thing. Andy just. Gave me weird vibes. I don't know. He came off really poorly, and the thing is, he seemed to be kind of like a villain in his previous season. So everybody just kind of viewed him like that already, and he wasn't doing himself any favors. He just was kind of weird. He also was taking a leadership role on camp, which isn't necessarily the best thing to do early on. You don't want to single yourself out, you kind of want to you know, fall back in line a bit in the beginning. At least that's a strategy that I think works personally well. So I don't know. I just wasn't a big fan of Andy to begin with. Then we have Mark, who gets his own little backstory thing about being in the military, about how he was on uh, Australian survivor before. And he's wanting to get to know everybody immediately. He wants to know their ins and outs, who they are. Will he want to work with them? That type of thing. And while he's doing this, he's also consciously taking a step back to not be a leadership person, which like he's a big guy. So if he wanted to, he could have stepped in and just become a leader. But I think it's very smart for him to sit back and kind of let other people like Andy take the lead, make themselves more known. And then after that little intro at Water, we go to the Blood Tribe. So we see Jesse. He gets the first confessional there. He gets a little bit butthurt about his brother beating him in the challenge. He really wanted to show off that he was super strong or whatever, but life is life. You'll get to beat him later. You'll have many chances to do that. Uh, They also do a bit of a share circle. Sandra was hoping that nobody would know who she was, but then another person comes in with, bruh, you literally like came in on a helicopter. The rest of us were standing and walking in on a mat like if we didn't know who you were, we knew that you were somebody special just because of the helicopter thing. So she's already at a disadvantage due to all of that because nobody wants a three-time winner. So Sandra is going around telling people that she's just a regular person and... You know, she's trying to not be noticed. Like, people are talking to her and saying that they're intimidated to be there with her and they're, like, so shocked that she's there because she's their idol. And she's like, no, 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 I'm just a regular person. Don't don't worry about me. She's being really friendly, trying to get people to want to keep her around, which is smart. She did her research about Australian Survivor. She's watched every single season. She knows it's a much more physical game than recent seasons of American Survivor has been. But underneath it all she's still sandra she's ready to cut anyone's throat especially if nina is hurt in any way shape or form so then we go to day two um the blood tribe is trying to make fire sophie is talking about how her first night's sleep was awful we get a little bit more of a background on sophie says she's a leader she doesn't like idiots she owns her own business she's very vocal and she can come off as a little bit intimidating, so she's trying to tone that back a bit. We'll see if she still can, but she seems to have been doing a pretty good job in the beginning. And she's talking about how she's trying to pull back a bit and not be her usual overwhelming, like, domineering self, and that she's biting her tongue, already telling people to not F off, you know? I don't know. I, I really like her. I, I see myself in her. I don't know. I... Hope that she can keep her mouth shut a little bit so she can keep going forward because I feel like it'll be better for her gameplay going forward, but I I really like her so far. So then we cut to day two on the Water Tribe, and Shay is kind of doing her own thing. She's talking about how she's sad to not be with her partner. Her and Ben seem to have a really cute relationship from what she talks about. We don't get to know Ben really at all in this episode, but it seems like they're both physically fit. They're ready for the game. I think they're going to be good. And then Shay and Brianna start a little bit of an alliance, it seems. I was a little worried to see if she was talking to Brianna a bit too early, but it seems like they're going to actually be aligned with each other, which is pretty cool. So they end up finding a clue. Shay is picking up pieces of wood for the fire, and she just finds a clue to the Helmyunia idol, which I am very happy to see clues again. I've missed clues for the idol. So it's fun to see that again because usually now people just go into the jungle and find it. It's not very well hidden anymore in American Survivor, but what was fun is the clue told them that the idol would be hidden at tribal council, like what Adam tried to pull in the season Winners at War. Yeah, it's a thing now. (laughs) Idols are hidden at tribal council. But what it also lets them know is another clue is also given on the same camp so there is another clue at their tribe and they're trying to find it before anybody else does so brianna goes on a mission to find the second clue but she's doing it very publicly which i think is a bit dumb i think a few people saw her in her request to find the second clue but unfortunately she was in the wrong place and chrissy of all people was in the right place and she found the second clue and she found it in front of literally like everybody and she doesn't try to hide it at all and she has no idea what she's doing (laughs) it's like anybody else would have like saw it taken note of where it was and then went back in a little bit when they weren't completely surrounded by basically your entire tribe and get it later but no she just kind of picks it up and is like oh look what i found and she reads it in a confessional and she reads that the idol is hidden at tribal council and she literally says it's at tribal council whatever that means and i'm over here like girly (laughs) girly like oh my god how do you not know what tribal council is you're going on survivor it's not like it's the first or second season or anything like i give it to maybe season five before it's like You should know if you're going on Survivor what Tribal Council is, of all things, but that's just me. It was very clear Chrissy was just kind of on there so Croc could be on the season of Survivor, but, you know, it's it's just funny. And so after that, we go to the immunity challenge and we see the red team come in and then the blue team has somebody limping and nothing has really even happened yet. And so it's this guy named Alex on the blue team, and he is already hurt. He had a back seize on the walk over when he was, like, going down to tie his shoe, and he had to sit out of the challenge, which his in-law, Jay, is, like, sad to see his other in-law, like, the person he's on the game with is already hurt. And so but they never like really explained what happened. But again we'll to that later. So he ends up needing to sit out of the challenge because it's a very physical challenge and he can't even walk at the moment. So the challenge is to lift like a battering ram over a huge incline and then to crush through walls to climb up and down another incline and then throw hammers at these like vases um that are filled with dye for your specific team and break those and then once all five are broken your team wins and it was revealed what the immunity idol looks like and it literally looks like something out of doctor strange i can just see doctor strange doing a spell and then that's what comes out of it it looks i think it looks really cool personally but i, I know that a bunch of people already have kind of commented that it looks kind of dumb but i don't know i like it i like weird immunity idols so that's just me but so, because the blue team has to sit out Alex, the other team gets to sit out whoever they want. You mind, Sandra's on this team. So, I was fully expecting Sandra to turn back into the sit out queen. But nope, the red team sits out Kate. And so, Sandra is participating in this challenge. And so, the Ram honestly, it seems like the teams were able to lift it fairly. Like, granted, it is nine people lifting up this battering ram, but I mean, it didn't look that bad to carry blue was in the early lead they were able to get it over the incline and through the first gate really quickly but then on the second wall red is able to bust right through it and get onto the next stage of the challenge blue basically gave up their like this is when you have a battering ram that you're trying to get through a door the thing that Helps the most is creating a consistent rhythm with it, but Chrissy could not keep holding on to the battering ram, and so the entire team needed to like put it down because Chrissy wasn't helping them at all, and then tell her, Hey, you can like keep doing this, we believe in you, come on, keep doing it, please, so that we can have a chance. And so, Blue was really pathetic with the second wall by the time they finally got through the second wall. Red had only two targets left when blue was able to get through it. And so they're going up the second incline that is right before being able to finally throw anything. And then Sophie was the one who was able to get the final uh, vase broken. So red team obviously won. There wasn't really a contest there. So blue needs to go to tribal council People were mad at Alex initially because he is injured, which I'm not surprised, but you really hate to see it. So I initially thought he was going to be going home, but we go back to the water tribe and the fire went out. Chrissy gets another confessional. This is like her third confessional, I believe, saying how she really liked Alex. It's really sad to see him hurt, but like he's got to go. Andy says that tribal is his favorite part of the game. He keeps... And, like, the thing is with Andy, he keeps saying how they were a man down in that challenge and how they have to vote out Alex because they were a man down the challenge. But it's not like they were at a numbers disadvantage uh, against the other team because the red team had to set out somebody, too. It wasn't like they were going with nine people and the other tribe was going with 10. That just was not the case. And so even, like, in the next week, they're going to be down a person, so you can't say at that point that like they're a man down then so they need to vote somebody else out i just i didn't get his logic there and he said it multiple times about how they were a man down in that challenge when it's like no you weren't you had the same amount of people participating granted it was one of your like perceived better guys and challenges who was out but he hurt himself so that's not on him and andy i don't like i said i just i don't like andy he seems weird he seems to be just playing too hard and it's only episode one you shouldn't be singling yourself out like this when it's only episode one and they said that medical was gonna look at alex but he we never heard anything about what medical said and he wasn't pulled from the game so obviously it's not a life-threatening thing that happened to his back but It's very odd we never got to see any of what medical said, especially with how bad it was seeming like it was. Shay starts talking about how she's ready to grab the idol when they go to tribal council later, and they're ready to vote out Chrissy since she did not do well in the challenge. That is Shay's plan for the moment is to vote out Chrissy. So Shay starts talking to other people about her plan to get out Chrissy instead of Alex. She talks to Jordy, Khan, Nina and Brianna to try to get them on board but Nina has her own plan because she's thinking about her own game and she does not like Andy because Andy is a leader and we don't like leaders over here especially when it's Andy (laughs) and so Nina starts to talk to Mark and she did this in the best way that she could because she just tried to plant the seed she didn't outright tell him we should do this. She was talking around it until she made him say Andy. So Mark talks about how he doesn't like to keep the tribe strong mentality because anybody could get hurt at any point. He wants to play with people who he personally likes and who he thinks he could play the game with going forward, which is not typically the strategy you see in the pre-merge, especially with teams and everything. You kind of want to keep your tribe strong so that you don't keep going to tribal council. But in this particular thing, I was fine with it. Then Mark brought up the idea of Andy, and Nina immediately attaches onto that and is like, oh, so Andy, yeah, yeah, that'd be a really good idea, Mark, when it was initially her idea to begin with. So she is playing that so well. She is Sandra's daughter to a T so happy about this. And then Jordy sneaks up on them and Mark tells him, hey, how about Andy? And Jordy seems to be on board. So then we flash over to Alex and he's not feeling hopeful. Chrissy basically says, I mean, if you can walk, then we'll keep you. But like, if you can't walk. So after that, we see Nina working the rounds trying to get the andy train going nina talks to mel and kj which we don't hear the outcome of this we also see her talking the con but we also don't hear the outcome of that and it just seems like she's doing a fantastic job of talking to people while staying very under the radar which is the way to do this and then it even she even makes it a point to not alienate andy and not talk to him make him think that something's going on she talks to andy flat out and throws out alex's name because she knows that's what andy's wanting to do and andy throws out the possibility of chrissy as a backup but he really is wanting to do alex so she's like i am down to go alex even though she's going for andy <laughs> and so we get the tribal and everybody sits down and jonathan starts talking to alex about his injury Although, let's be honest, nobody was focusing on this conversation because it was the focus between Brianna, Shay, and Chrissy about who was going to grab this idol. And so Shay walks up to the podium to grab it, but she doesn't see it on the front of the podium, which is so it's such a dumb thing (laughs) like I mean I understand in the moment not seeing that it's there but she walked to the back part of the podium and then Chrissy was able to run in and grab it off the front so Chrissy has it now very dumb move on Shay's part but now everybody knows who has the idol it's not at all a secret anymore and nobody's plan has changed after this and Chrissy doesn't seem to know that the idol can put a huge target on your back So what Brianna does next, I think is really smart because she knows Chrissy doesn't know anything about this game. And so she talks indirectly about Chrissy not performing in the challenge and how people need to tell Chrissy to keep going, how she seemed to be a liability for the tribe. And that she possibly couldn't be helpful for them going forward. Which part starts to put doubt into Chrissy's mind about whether or not people are going to keep her going forward. They talk about if they are going to go with who they trust or if they are going to go with the strength of the tribe. And so something I noted is that when they went up to vote, the marker they're using sucks. Like it is dry. It is not a good marker. They need to get a new marker before the next uh, tribal council because that marker was sad. So the votes we get to see is that Andy, of course, votes for Alex. Somebody else also votes for Alex. I couldn't really tell who it was. And then we have Nina who casts her vote for Andy. So when it, he asks if anybody has not hidden mute, i like to play it, now would be the time to do so. You know, typical survivor things. Chrissy plays her idol because of that little seed of doubt that Brianna was able to put in Chrissy's mind. And she bought the story hook, line, and sinker. She completely wasted it. There wasn't a single vote for Chrissy. So very dumb idle play there. But like, again, Chrissy has no idea how the game is played. So I can see maybe slightly about why she would have played it. But it it was kind of a really dumb decision to play it. And then you can just see Andy's face looking so happy when the Alex votes are read. And then the first Andy vote comes up and his face drops and it was hilarious to see. And then there was just one random vote for Brianna, which I'm a little bit confused why that came up. I'm guessing from the end, because it was Alex who voted for Brianna, I'm guessing just nobody talked to Alex at all during this. So he is at the bottom of everything right now. The votes come out and Andy ends up being sent home so nina is low-key running this game which i am entirely here for i love nina personally and andy is the first one voted out it is a huge blind side that was executed to perfection nina takes after her mom so well and i am so excited to see her game progress So that was the first episode of Australian Survivor. So where we stand right now, I have a couple of favorites that I'm hoping is going forward. I don't have a winner pick yet, but I mean, we can just count my favorites as the ones who I want to win at the moment. So We have, of course, Nina. She's doing fantastic. I don't have much hope that Sandra's going to make it too far given everything that's happened in this episode, but I think Nina has a good shot at making it a good distance, if not to the end at the moment. That might be a bit early to say, but I think she's doing fantastic. And then another one of my favorites is Brianna. I just really like how she is playing. It might be a little bit too hard too fast, but we'll see if she can continue with it. People who didn't get the most screen time this episode but I'm really excited to see in the future is Sophie and Amy. I think they're going to be amazing characters going forward, and I'm super excited to see their journey. And yeah, this is the first episode of Australian Survivor. I am so pumped if you couldn't tell. And yeah. So, for those who don't know, we have an Instagram page for this podcast, it is called OTSFR Podcast on Instagram. There is a YouTube channel for this podcast, which is Outwit Travel Safe Final Rose Pod on YouTube, and this podcast is also available on Spotify, Anchor, CastBox, and Apple Podcasts. Listen to whichever one suits your fancy the most. So, later this week, we have the Bachelor episode that came out. We also have the new episode of The Amazing Race, and I guess more episodes of Australian Survivor is coming out. I think I might need to like space out these episodes because I am also a college student. So I record these in my free time and I still need to be able to study for that. And I'm also trying to study for accounting exams at this time. So I'm going to try to space it out to the point where it's still relevant when I post these episodes, but I can also get my life work done. So, yeah. Thank you all for watching. Please follow, like, share, subscribe, whatever works on whatever platform you were on. It would help me out quite a bit. And thank you all for listening. I will see you next time. Bye.